0: Hey, this is Laura, and you're listening to Expand. Welcome back, love. Let's get into it. We were talking about when clients, when we're working with clients who are coming up against blocks in their life that are, I mean, kind of a little bit beyond us, a little bit over our head, or maybe a little bit out of depth with what they're bringing to the table. Maybe it's an emotionally abusive relationship or there's something going on in terms of interpersonal issues with their family or their friends or their boss. And it's like not really something that we want to touch or feel equipped to help them navigate, but it's directly impacting the work that we're doing with them in terms of their weight loss journey or their journey inwards and their ability to hold more compassion for themselves. Like it's it's this constant external trigger that we feel like we're fighting against. And so we wanted to tease this apart today and hopefully shine a light on how we can be with them inside of this and also be with ourselves inside of this. Um, so I don't even know how I want to start this. Kelly, do you, do you have a thought around how we want to maybe kick this, this conversation off?
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, as I was thinking about this, I was just reflecting on kind of the two different like pendulum swings that I found myself in doing in these types of situations with clients over the years. And the first part that I saw myself in was when I was presented with this type of experience with a client, I just felt so like it just brought up all of my already big doubts about myself and my, my how good I am as a coach. And it was just like, mm. oh my God, like I can't help them with this. And it would, it would freak me out so much that I would just like like shove it under the breeze a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would just like they would you would they would come to me with something like that, or, or just even not even come to me with it, but they would just say it in passing know something about an abusive relationship that they have emotionally abusive or something that they struggle with with their partner or with a family member that's like obviously really their big their mom and very is complex. a big one their yeah. mom absolutely and i would just be like oh yeah, that sucks. Anyways, <laughs> like, not that bad, but like let's just go right around that to, one. <laughs> right past it and just get back to like, sell your nutrition this week and just like try to come up with like strategies for them that are right. going to help them hold, hold them more accountable. So that was like one pendulum swing. Yeah. And then as I started to feel a little bit more comfortable with the deeper work, as I learned it through trigger mapping and as I started to do it, on myself as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started to kind of feel comfortable with like the, the interconnections that all of the different areas of our life really hold and how they're expressing very similar things. Then I would kind of just, you know, get this boost of confidence and just when they would share something with me, even if it was just in passing, I would like zone in on it and just like (laughs) ask them a ton of questions about it. Having absolutely no idea what I was doing other than just like, And how does that make you feel? And like, just like asking a bunch of questions over and over again, and then finding myself in a place where, okay, it's been an hour. I haven't gotten them anywhere. I've just been asking them a bunch of questions and now they're feeling really emotional. And I'm like, okay, I have all this information that I just pulled out of them that I have no idea what to do. (laughs) And so it was like this weird, like, I don't know how to navigate the middle ground with this whole thing.
0: Right. I I mean, I'm just loving listening to this because of course, same. Yeah. Same. I think that that's the natural progression of a coach in this space. It is really messy, especially in the beginning, and our clients are so complex and multi-layered and they have so many different kinds of relationships going on in their life that like we aren't working with them in a vacuum and we can't control how other people are engaging with them and, and the ways we can't, we have no control. Well, we don't really have control over anything, but we have no control over whether or not that relationship is one that they choose to leave behind or one that they want to distance themselves from or how they actually feel about that person. You know, we just, And yet we feel like, we feel very strongly, like if we can just get them to not engage with that, then we can achieve what we wanna achieve with them. And then we can feel good and they can feel good. And that won't be an issue anymore, but that's actually rarely, the path yeah. for them is just completely disengaging, shutting down, setting a boundary and never entering back into a conversation with that person. Jamie, you're throwing me off because I see two faces. I see two Jamie's right. too on the screen. <laughs> oh, there it goes. It's gone. <laughs> I was like, wait, I'm seeing double. What is happening? <laughs> this is so funny. Um. Stacy's really relating to this, Kel. She says, absolutely what I'm experiencing, especially if their turmoil and turbulence is leading to a lack of appetite. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a big one as well. That's a big layer. Um, So I think what initially came up for me when I was sitting with this, and hopefully we can just go back and forth, Kel, and tease it apart like we normally do. But what initially came up for me was... Okay, so we're working with someone who has all of these other really turbulent things going on in their life, and yet we are sitting sort of at the nucleus of it because when someone, when someone hires us, there's this unwritten sort of expectation that they can just bring all of their, their baggage with them into that space which is great. We want someone to feel safe to express and to share and be seen in whatever's coming up in their life. But I think for us, always knowing that it's okay that these other factors are playing a role. It's just going to affect the speed in which their journey progresses. It's going to affect Mm -hmm. the way in which they feel on their journey with us. And it's going to affect the space in which we are going to be asked to hold for them. It really doesn't mean that we have to work with everything they bring to the table. It means that the more that they bring to the table that is without our outside of our control means that we actually are being called to a place where we have to get comfortable releasing even more control and understanding that there's nothing we can say in this single moment to make any of that better. Our role in this is really to create a safe space for them to experience what they need to experience and bring them back into the conversation around how is that influencing us here?
1: Right. Yeah. Right. And I I think that there's this immediate layer that gets built and an expectation that gets built when clients bring this type of stuff to us that like they brought it to us. So now they expect us to help totally. them with it which is totally not the case. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure at least 99% of the time, if a client comes to us with something that's totally just out of left field with what it is that we're working with them on, even if there are obvious connections between the two, they're not like, okay, I hired you to be my fitness or nutrition coach or whatever. Help me deal with this, you know, mother issues <laughs> that I have necessarily. Right. They're not going to have that expectation of us, but we take that on as if that's the expectation, but when when we remove that surface level and we look at the deeper truth that's underneath it, that's available for all of us in these situations, it's that our clients obviously trust us so much that they are coming to the table sharing so vulnerably what's mm-hmm. happening in their lives. I mean, it takes a lot of courage for someone to just share and dump all of the things that are just probably wound up within them that they probably don't have many people in their lives that they're able to talk to this to about this stuff. And that's why I found a lot of the times that usually when the stuff comes up, it comes out in like a giant gerbil, like they just have <laughs> no idea how to even like, put their words process, together. In sentences. Yeah. It's just like this giant dump. And then, and then usually they apologize for it. They're like, Oh, my God, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to dump all of that on you. And then I take that on. And I'm like, Oh, my God, I don't know how to help you with all of this. And it's just, you know, it's it's this huge thing of, of two egos trying to make the other ego feel better. But Really what's going on is just that there's, there's stuff there that is inherently going to be releasing and healing for that client to share with us, even if we don't have anything to add to the conversation other than just compassion. Mm-hmm. And maybe even just reflecting back to them what we're hearing and having them kind of hear what they're saying in a different way so that they because I mean, think about times in our own lives where we've been struggling with some kind of dynamic with someone else or something. We're so caught up in our inner world that we don't even know how to interpret it. We're like, Am I in the wrong? Are they in the wrong? Am I doing things wrong? What's What did I do to deserve this? Blah, 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 blah. Like just to just to bring that out and to have someone express compassion is in and of itself going to be healing. So mm-hmm. I just want to offer that as a way to say, like, let's just, let's just take the truth that like, there's so much value in us just holding space. And mm-hmm. we keep coming back to this about how our role is really just to hold a compassionate and loving space or a container for a client to transform within. Mm-hmm. And we can offer them tools and we can offer them insights and we can share with them what we're seeing for them and, and do all of these great coaching tools and everything. And, and that's great, but there's also so much value in just our our willingness to hold them through these yeah. types of situations. And the better that we can disassociate from the egoic part that try to fix it that try to take it away so that we can feel better about ourselves the more we can just be present with that person that's in front of us and really hold them in that moment and that's going to be such a gift to them in and of itself I completely agree
0: I completely agree I want to layer on top of what you're saying and just continue down this path with it um I think in the beginning, like you had shared at the very start of this call, we're sort of on this other end of the pendulum now, we're either on, we're on one of the two ends, right? We're either like going right around it or we're like fully wanting to dive in and save them from it. Um, What you're describing is finding that middle and really like balancing the conversation by holding a safe container for them to really just exist in in that moment without needing to fix anything. In order to do that in order to do that artfully and masterfully, it requires a lifetime of growth. I don't think anyone in this room, ourselves included, wouldn't be faced with a conversation with really heavy, big emotions and not immediately feel like, I need to fix this. It's catching us in that, in that, catching ourselves in that and maybe even in the start verbalizing, like, I'm so grateful you shared that with me I just want to share back with you that I'm feeling like I want to save you from this. I'm feeling like I want to fix this for you. And I know that's not my role here. So what I'd love to do instead is hold a space for us to meet in this. And maybe if you want to explore it further, I'm happy to hold that. And then perhaps we can bring it back to how you feel this is really impacting. The work that you hired me for the work that we're doing together here because if it wasn't it wouldn't have come up so mm-hmm. hearing me say that what comes up for you is there anything else you want to share with me is there any way that you see this this big heavy thing in your life tying into how i'm holding you and the work that we want to move forward on today you know i think just starting it from that place of this is what I wanna do and that's not in service of you. So let's come together in this and let's just be in It's perfect. It's such a great way to start, especially if we're like dancing on that line of which way do I go? Do I ignore it or do I dive all the way into it? And we don't really know how to do that in the beginning.
1: Absolutely, there's so much gold in what you just shared, Laura, because I'm just remembering moments where like I felt this, this grip inside of me come up and I was like, you know, internally, just in the matter of moments, it was like, "What do I do with this? Oh my God! What should I say? Should I say this? Should I say that?" And just like, just calculating. Want to make it mind. worse? Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And then just in that moment, catching myself and just being like, "Okay," and and I share with them, like, you know, thank you so much for sharing that with me. I wish more than anything that I could just wave a magic wand and make this situation go away for you. That is all that I wish that I could do for you right now. And I feel so horrible that I can't. And I know that that's not what you want me to do, or that's not what you're asking me to do necessarily in this situation, but I just have so much like this, this is, hurts my heart so much to hear that this is your experience right now. And just sharing from that superhuman, compassionate place where it's just like, okay, I can feel the pendulum kind of coming into the middle now where it's like, I've, I've shared with them that I don't necessarily know what to do. And I wish that I did. Right. And, and that's coming to a place to just meet them with compassion where they know where, where I'm at on the receiving end of that. And then we can kind of just be in this collaborative moment of just like, this is, this is a lot of stuff. And it's, Mm -hmm. and it's coming with the given that like, this is okay that they are feeling the way that they're feeling about this, because this is a lot. I mean, I'm thinking about moments in my life when I've come to someone with something that was really heavy to me. And then if they just shared with me, wow, like that's, that's really heavy. That is just like, oh, thank God. It's not just (laughs) me.
0: (laughs) Right. I can put it down for a second. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
0: I think that's so beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. So, I mean, any iteration of either of those, combination of both of those, I think would be a really beautiful place for us to just find our footing again in that conversation and not not abandon ourselves, right? When we pretend to be something we're not or to be able to do something for someone else that we actually don't feel comfortable doing, that we don't feel equipped to do, or we're, we're actually not trained to do that really robs us of integrity and it's an abandonment of who we actually are. It's almost like telling who we are that we are not good enough. Right. Because we're trying to step into this higher version that our brain is perceiving us to need to become, which isn't true at all. So I think actually just honoring who you are and where you're at in that moment, it reaffirms self trust. Mm-hmm. It reaffirms enoughness. It reaffirms worthiness of receiving that that really vulnerable share from your client and it reaffirms vulnerability in return, right? Deepening safety with them, deepening intimacy with them, deepening the trust that they feel with you. And all of that is perfect. I think on a more tangible level, there's this idea floating around my head that I want to just throw out there and have you maybe reflect back to me on Kel, because it's not Mm. totally clear for me yet. But, you know, when you're in a conversation with someone like this, there's working on the issue with them, which is what we just said we don't want to do. And then there's working with them on their reaction to the issue, which is really what is getting in the way of progress with you. Right. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with dancing around in their perception of reality and how they want to be with themselves differently when those hard moments come up, regardless of the context.
1: Right. Yes, exactly, Laura. I, I love that you use used this as a segue because I was trying to figure out how to get this, to this exact place in the okay, conversation. I yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about specifically one client that I've been working with for over a year now. And every every single conversation that we have, it's just her sharing with me horrific circumstances in her life that I can't even imagine, truly. Yeah. And, you know, there's been places where I could feel myself trying to come up with ways to fix the situation. Like, how can we have a conversation with someone? Or how can we set a boundary and all of that? And it always felt like a self-abandonment. When going down that road, it never felt helpful. It always felt like I was trying to prove that I was enough mm-hmm. by giving all of these weird strategies and things that were coming to my mind. Which, I mean, not that that doesn't have its time and place too. Like there are, there's room for physical boundaries, and maybe sometimes people do need our clients do need support in how to have a conversation with someone. So there's that's not inherently wrong. But the way that I have really started to ground myself in, and where I know that I'm feeling the most connected to my truth is when I am dancing around not trying to change reality but changing their perception of reality Mm -hmm. and um, with this client in particular it's these the circumstances in her life that are totally out of her control are getting in the way of her feeling the way that she wants to feel wanting to feel happy wanting to feel at peace wanting to enjoy her life because she's just constantly in a state of overwhelm. She's stressed. She's angry. She's irritated constantly. Just everything in her life is just an absolute chaotic mess. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. when that's happening, I I've started to come from a place of not even making it the goal to get her to feel more joyful and more at peace in her life. Because if that is the goal, then every single time something happens outside of her, that brings up other emotions like anger or irritation or frustration or stress, she's going to feel like a failure. Mm -hmm. She's going to feel like it's not working. She's going to feel like she's doomed. And then she's going to reaffirm these beliefs that she holds that this is as good as it's ever going to get. My life is a mess. I'm never going to be happy because these things keep happening that are bringing up these uncomfortable emotions. And so something that I've actually very recently shared with her that I'm going to bring up here because it felt very Important and I, I'm playing with how to integrate this more because it feels like it's onto something where it's like rather than the goal being to no longer feel stressed or overwhelmed or angry when these situations come up, or just to get rid of the situations altogether, let's make the goal to change how you're being with yourself when these emotions come up. Mm-hmm. And then, as a byproduct of that, Over and over and over again, when she feels stress and then rather than acting like she needs to get rid of the stress and she needs to control the situation, she needs to be overwhelmed and and ruminate on the situation over and over again to try to control it and get rid of the stress. It's like, how can I be with the stress? Mm
0: -hmm. Can I just
1: pause for a moment? Can I just acknowledge that I'm feeling stressed and let that be okay. Be with the sensations of stress or anger in my body for just a moment just allowing them to be there just for a little bit longer than I normally would and stretch my capacity to be with them. And through doing that over and over and over again, she might find, and I've started to realize she is finding that there are moments where circumstances happen outside of her and she doesn't experience the same emotions as much as she used to, Mm. but not because she's not trying to, it's just because she's come to a place where it's okay if she does feel stressed, if she does feel overwhelmed, if these if things if these things get to her, if she gets angry and she lets them get to her, that that's okay, that that doesn't mean that she's failing. Now, all of a sudden, it just doesn't happen as much anymore. And that's kind of the doorway through that I have found is really is significant and mm-hmm. important.
0: I love that. Yeah, I mean, so much of what you just said, I mean, you guys know with trigger mapping, the foundation of that is like creating that little pause. This is taking that concept, extrapolating it and putting it into a a context that is amplified, I suppose, and stretching that process out over a really long period of time. And I think, Kel, the the mastery and what you just expressed is in your willingness to allow that journey to take a lifetime if it needs yes, to.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Because if you were attached to, okay, this needs to happen by this date or this isn't working, you would have, you two would have split ways six months ago.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's been so many times throughout my journey with this client. This has been like one client I'll just share that like has grown me the most, like has stretched me to my absolute growth edges over and over and over again, which I'm so grateful for. And it's, it's really, really gotten me to a place of self-trust because there's been so many times where I've been faced with feeling non equipped to support her and still met her with what I felt capable of giving her in that moment and walked away from sessions feeling absolutely horrible about it, but still continued to show up for her and still continue to offer to her what was on my heart and give her compassion. And even through giving her compassion, modeling to her how she can give herself compassion because that was a big block for her as well as not only was she feeling stressed out and angry about her circumstances that are absolutely chaotic, But then judging herself that she's feeling that way about these circumstances, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's just been so many different things about this whole circumstance or this whole situation with this client that has just deepened me into an understanding of how important it is to just be present with the client and to meet them with where they are to to share it to them and mirror to them compassion, acceptance, and to know a deeper truth. To really remain deep connected to a deeper truth that this person, and this is my, you know, my uh, representation of my own beliefs about life and everything that works, but I really choose to believe that on some level, all of our circumstances, we choose them Mm -hmm. to wake us up to a deeper truth. And so even if her circumstances are absolutely horrific, and I can't even intellectualize at all why (laughs) they would be happening to her in this way. And they're just absolutely chaotic. And she's so caught up in them. Still me knowing that like, if they're happening, there's something available to her in this. And she's not going to find that by judging and resisting her circumstances. Mm -hmm. She's going to find that by moving closer and closer and closer to a place of acceptance of them. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of used that as my guiding light in my work with her. And I think that that is a really great guiding light that we could all use in our work with ourselves and with our clients. It's just how can I move into deeper and deeper acceptance of what is, of who I am, of where I am, of what's happening to me, Because even if nothing does change outside of us, at least we're feeling better about our circumstances if we're moving into deeper acceptance of them. But I have found the more that we go into acceptance of them, circumstances tend to change, anyways.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh my God.
1: That was so poetic.
0: That was so beautiful. I feel (laughs) like I have nothing to offer you on that. Like, I'm kind of speechless. That was really great, Cal. Yeah. I mean, I want to just. echo that everything you just said and amplify it times a million it's so it's so freeing for us to arrive at a place where we understand that it's not up to us to change anything outside of anyone and it's not up to them to change anything outside of themselves it's it's always about their relationship with themselves in the moment that they're being activated by their external circumstances. And if we, if we consistently come back to that truth, then we can consistently come back to ourselves as well, because that is also happening to us in that moment. Right. It's almost like inception.
1: It is right
0: in that moment. We are trying to initially, we are trying to control our external circumstances by making that person feel better or getting them through a hard time or whatever. But really, we need to come back into ourselves in that moment as well and and change how we are being with ourselves when we feel like we can't offer what Mm -hmm. they need to change what they want to change. So it's this parallel pathway of both of us at the same time and really meeting each other in that to recognize that, They want their external circumstances to change. We want our external circumstances to change. What if we just both went a layer deeper together and recognize that none of that needs to happen? And like you said, by modeling to her how you're going to be with yourself differently in that moment where you feel however you feel about navigating that with her, then she then learns to be with herself differently as well and it is a it is a relationship it takes so much time and patience Mm -hmm. and ebbing and flowing and swinging from one end to the other to then again settle back into the middle but it's worth it
1: yes worth it that's what changes someone's life it changes someone's life and it will change our lives doing this work with them absolutely Yeah. yeah i mean i I have had to do some deep self-reflection inside of my work with these types of clients, this client in particular, to really come to a place of, like I mentioned, self-acceptance, self-trust, to really be grounded in who I am in each and every moment. Mm -hmm. And I can see how there was a point where I really intentionally made the commitment to like, okay, what if my work with her is just mirroring to me, me? like, I remember having this conversation with myself, like, in the summer, actually, when I hit, like, a very hard wall with this client, and I was just like, okay, what if what's happening with her is just trying to show me something that's happening in my life, or or even reflecting to me how I'm being in my relationship with her, just like you're saying, like, that inception, like, she's convinced her external circumstances need to change in order for her to be okay. Meanwhile, like, seven days after I've talked to her I'm still like waking up in the morning like oh my god I don't know how to help this client like just like freaking out like just an absolute chaos about it so it was it was really interesting to just come to this place of like okay what is this mirroring to me and Mm -hmm. to and to live and and meet her from that place like okay if everything that's happening with her is just trying to wake me up it's just trying to show me something about myself it's trying to get me into a deeper connection with myself, with reality, with acceptance, with truth. Mm-hmm. And I i know I, I could talk about this forever because I've had some very like significantly profound experiences with this client ever since this happened. But it, it was that moment, like that day, something shifted in our work together. And she started to reflect back to me the changes that I was reflecting back to her, where she started to be more open and started to realize you know, maybe my circumstances don't need to change. Maybe it's actually how I'm responding to circumstances that's creating my experience of them. And I was like, I've been trying to tell you that for eight months, (laughs) but I wasn't living it. But you weren't living it. it. I wasn't living it. And as soon as I started to live it, that's when she got it. And I was like, okay, I I get it now. (laughs)
0: Wow. Holy shit. I mean, yeah. I think when I'm reflecting back, I've had many different contexts, similar realizations or similar little pieces of evidence dropping in around, oh, this was about me the whole time. Oh, This was actually for me. You know, I talk about we talk about it a lot, how the relationships we enter into with our clients, it is a relationship. Mm -hmm. It is not a dependent relationship where it's just a one way street. It's you're you've been brought together with someone not just so you can influence their life but so that they can also be a mirror be a be a gateway for you in your life I just was talking about this yesterday I think it was on a podcast I recorded I can't remember where I was saying it but there is a currency with a frequency so much higher than that of money in the work that we're doing with our clients and this is it
1: Mm, this is it 100%. 100%. I mean, I always say that being a coach is the best job in the world, because our ability to support our clients and our success as being a coach is a direct reflection of how willing we are to go into our own personal transformation. And this is just proof of that. Yeah. Absolutely. I was thinking,
0: I was thinking the other, just yesterday, actually, I was thinking about this a lot yesterday. This, this <laughs> conversation has been on my mind since you brought it to me yesterday. But I was thinking about how I really believe that if your calling in this lifetime is to be a coach, it's because there's something that you're being asked to fully heal in yourself in this lifetime or multiple things, and you're being offered the fast track to that healing. You know, I think that I really believe that so many coaches are the ones who begin in this lifetime with the most amount of pain or wounds. And this work offers us a portal to the healing that we need to move through, through becoming a space for others to heal in, in that image, in that path with us. So, I mean, whether that's true or not, I can't prove it, but I really deeply feel that.
1: Yeah, I I believe it with every ounce of my being that that's true, and I and I've gathered evidence of it yeah. in my own experience. So I 100% agree. That's that's the pathway that we chose as being coaches is if if we're going to be supporting people in their growth and their healing and their transformation, then it's going to require us to expand into it a larger space for our own as well. And that can be intimidating. Absolutely. Especially when we're feeling faced with a lot of stuff where I feel like I'm not good enough. I don't, I don't know enough. I, you know, and we, and we doubt ourselves and we get stuck into that loop of like, I'm not cut out for this, but that's the very moment where it's like, look within, look at what's trying to be shown to you this experience, that's where, that's where you're being asked to expand into so that you can meet this client so that you can support them in the way that you're being asked to. Yeah. Mm,
0: Yum. I'm going to come to our (laughs) chat real quick. Yes. I'm kind of ignoring it. Um, A little while ago, Jamie said, so true. I've had several clients tell me that they've told me things they've never told anyone else. It's affirming to hear that, but the responsibility of it can also feel heavy. Yes. Yes, it can. I'm sure that you feel differently about that after this conversation. Yeah, okay, good. I mean, heaviness can turn into lightness in an instant. It's only heavy when you attach an expectation to what you're responsible for. As soon as you remove that expectation, it's no longer heavy because you're not holding it anymore. Remember from the meditation the other day, we're either holding it in a bowl out in front of us, or we are the nucleus of it, and it gets to exist around us. Same thing. Same, same thing. Christine said, I had a client tell me yesterday that with her close, I had a client tell me yesterday that with her close friends and family, there are ongoing jokes about how unemotional and cold she can be. But with me, she's very warm and openly vulnerable. She told me that it's helping her to see that she's been protecting herself from others fully seeing her and it's amazing to think that if the only thing i can do for her is allow her to find that part of herself the relationship has done its job
1: Mm -hmm. sometimes we
0: really are just that trusted space and that's enough that's beautiful wow yeah that's beautiful i love that i'm so proud of you for that oh my god brie toddler fingers that's so funny (laughs) (laughs) Like, what is that? Oh, <laughs> baby. <laughs> um, oh, good, Daniela was here with us. Daniela spurred this conversation with us today. So, Daniela, when you're listening to the recording, I'm so glad you were able to make it. Thank you for, thank you for this inspiration. Such a meaningful conversation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, my loves, my loves, my loves. I feel really beautifully complete with this. Kelly, is there anything else you want to offer on this? I,
1: I really don't think so. I also feel very complete with it. And I also want to share that I think when we were talking about this topic yesterday, you and I in the DMs about like how we, we felt like this was going to have to be very intuitively led because there was no real clear path on how to navigate this. I I think this might be one of my favorite blue rooms that we've ever done, because so much came through that felt so important. And, you know, I think that I felt really in the dark about this stuff for so long, because I just felt like, I don't know. It's, it's so hard to talk about these things. Nobody is talking about these things mm-hmm. really. Right. I mean, if you go to anyone else outside of you and it's like, my client is talking to me about this really heavy stuff, what do you think that I should do? They'll be like, refer them to a therapist, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is like, okay, sure. There might be room for that, but like, this feels like the the nourishment that is missing in the coaching industry and i'm so grateful that we got to collaborate on it today
0: me too i was thinking the same i was like wow that was way easier than i thought it was gonna be (laughs) (laughs) kelly threw this topic at me yesterday and i was like i actually i took a couple hours to sit with it before i replied to you so i'm like oh fuck!" like that's easy that's a lot for 8.30 in the morning on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's do it. Let's tease it apart. I trust us. I trust us to hold this space. I trust us to t- to go where we need to go with it. And I couldn't agree more. This is, this is actually one of my favorite most recent episodes too. So yeah. thanks, my love. Always such an honor to connect with you in these ways. It just It nourishes me so much to be able to trust each other, to guide each other deeper into the conversations that the coaching space needs to be having. And um, yeah, thank you for creating such a safe space for us to to exist in this together. It's such a beautiful experience for me every week and extra bonus that we get to share with all of you. So thanks for being here, my love. So good to see your faces. Hi again, before you go, I wanted to make sure you knew about The Secret Garden. This is my private membership where I give you unlimited access to all my best stuff, like my entire trigger mapping curriculum, all my workshops, monthly immersive live events, weekly live calls, and different layers of support, each designed for you to access at the depth that you desire. I designed it to stretch you to new edges as a coach and a leader, to unravel your conditioning and wake you up to your truth so you can stand in your gift and lead your people from that place. I've linked it up in the show notes for you to explore more when it feels good for you. Okay, I'll see you back here soon. Love ya.